Hey everybody, welcome to the Ask Dr. G Show. This is something that I have wanted to do for so long. Um, I've wanted to just do a, a show where I talk and answer questions that everybody um, has questions about with regards to healthcare. Um, it may not be something that you know everyone's interested in listening to every episode, but if you have a question about chiropractic, about pain relief, about the future of healthcare, about any of those topics, and you're like, man, I, I wanna learn more about what goes on you know, behind the scenes in healthcare, um, this is gonna be the show for you. Um, I'm committed to coming up with ideas about how to better healthcare. Uh, my clinic is called Prototype Health. I love building prototypes um, because um, it's just in my DNA to want to make things better. And I never want to settle for, you know, just how things have always been done. And so my chiropractic clinic, Prototype Health, is a direct reflection of that inner desire to always make things better, to always improve things. Um, and then this show, the Ask Dr. G show, is going to be my way of answering your questions. Um, I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to do you know, some videos, I'm trying to get, do some uh, some blogging as well on Medium, all of these different areas so that I can answer these questions um, that you guys have um, and do it in a way that's entertaining. Um, I don't have um, the most intriguing voice in the world. Um, I'm sure as I do more episodes, that'll get better. Um, but uh, I really just want to answer questions that everyone cares about or that everyone's at least interested in. Um, how do you get questions on these episodes? Um, you can email me at Dr. Mike Getch. That's D-R-M-I-K-E-G-O-E-T-S-C-H at gmail.com. Um, just put in the title or the topic, um, Ask Dr. G Show, and that'll allow me to know when I get the email what it's all about. Um, you can also personal direct message on the social platforms to Prototype Health, whether that's the Facebook page, whether that's the Instagram, Twitter, I'm on all of them. Um, just reach out and let me know whatever your questions are. Um, I kind of took the liberty to already get questions from friends, um, actually more existing patients, um, about what they would want to hear. And I asked just a, a select few. We're only going to do five questions per episode. It's not going to be this long drawn out show where we're talking for an hour, um, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, a lot of times it'll be your commute or even better, maybe when you're working out, um, we can bring as much value um, to you as possible. Some of you guys uh, let me know, give me some feedback on the quality of the audio, uh, quality of the video, um, all these different things. Let me know how I can make this better. Um, this has definitely been something I've been dabbling with, and now I'm just uh, I'm just jumping all in and hoping to uh, to answer the right questions, bring enough awareness um, to certain issues. Um, but with that being said, um, I guess I should introduce myself. My name is Dr. Mike Getch. I am a chiropractic physician and founder of Prototype Health here in Matthews, North Carolina, uh, just south of Charlotte. Um, we are a full-service injury rehab and pain relief clinic. 
So what I what that means is we have chiropractors, we have athletic trainers, we have massage therapists that I can use at my disposal to help patients however I need to. I'm the chiropractor, so I prescribe all of the care plans and I lead the office, but we have a lot of other uh, opportunities or uh, areas for patients to get treated in. Um, what's really, really exciting is I believe we're on the cusp of big change in healthcare. Um, I believe healthcare is ripe for innovation and we all know it, but we all don't know what to do. Most of us look to the government or the insurance companies, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all of those things, and say, hey, when are you going to come up with something better? Healthcare is horrible. We're paying, you know, 18% of our GDP every year, but we're getting, you know, horrible outcomes. In America, we spend, you know, more than any other country on healthcare, yet I think the stat was like 26th in outcomes. So to get the best results, um, the companies were actually spending a lot less than we do in America. So clearly it's not a matter of spending more money. It's not a, a factor of better doctors because we have some of the best doctors in the world. What I believe it is, is it's the system as a whole and how healthcare works that needed to be innovated. Now, I can't speak for hospitals. I can't speak for um, uh, medical clinics, orthopedic surgeons, neurosurgeons. I can't speak for them. What I can work on and what I can fix is in chiropractic. And um, that's what we're doing. Um, our model is very, very unique. Um, our model, uh, and I'll get into this later. I'm, I'm just trying to give some context for, for who I am right now. Our model is a prototype, um, and the entire goal is to reduce the amount of costs associated with visiting a chiropractor, but also deliver the highest quality care. So usually people say you can have quality, you know, convenience, or price, and you can pick two, but you can't have all three. Um, I'm trying a prototype way to get as many of those benefits and advantages in healthcare as possible. Um, and do it in a way that gets people results. We have a results-based payment model, and um, I'm really excited about that. Um, but with all that being said, um, we'll get into some of the questions that we have today. Um, some of these I came up with at the end. I have a few that were sent in. Um, but the first one, um, Charles, one of my patients from Charlotte, North Carolina, says, what is your take on the opioid epidemic and how could it be handled better? Thanks for the question, Charles. Um, so with the opioid epidemic, everyone knows about it. Everyone is aware of it now, but the solutions to the opioid epidemic have been horrible. And what I mean by that is the, the knee-jerk reaction to, hey, people are getting too many pain meds has been, okay, well then let's just cut people off that are on the pain medications. Okay, well, that's dumb. Uh, most of the time, people that are taking those pain medications need them because they're in chronic pain. They wouldn't have sought out those pain medications if it wasn't for a purpose or a reason. So the, the knee-jerk reaction has been, okay, demonize the, 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 
the company that that made oxycontin purdue pharmaceuticals um you know fix the people that are are taking these pain medications and get them off well that's a very narrow-minded approach um the company that made it purdue pharmaceuticals as horrible as as everyone wants to portray them they fit a need people wanted people in america want that very quick very easy fix to pain uh, i deal with this all the time i tell some patients it's going to take a month it's going to take two months it might take longer and they're like ah, i'll just take the advil or i'll just take my you know hydrocodone or whatever they have um and i'm like you would rather just mask the symptoms and fix the problem and and unfortunately most of the time the answer is yes because one people think it's cheaper and two um it's more convenient you don't have to go to the doctor three times a week or five times a week or you know once a week the, all those things it's just i can just pop the pill i can just take this pill i can just do that so in the handling of the 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 opioid epidemic um the the produce pharmaceuticals just fill the need now here's where they were wrong they marketed it falsely they knew it was addictive they knew the problems associated with it but they told doctors that it was safe and effective and it wasn't as addictive as its counterparts and that was 100% false and they knew it and that's why they're they should be punished but to demonize them for creating a product that blocked pain it was the greatest invention in the history of you know pain medicine to chemically be able to block any amount of pain like that is remarkable the problem is it leads to so many other issues so so I, I, I hesitate when, when chiropractors or doctors or nurses or whoever in healthcare or people that have been you know, struggling with, with the opioids, when they demonize these companies because really like they did their job. They created the pill that worked and it was awesome and it was effective. The problem is the control of it. Okay, And that's, that's where I believe they should be punished. Um, but we, we need to look at the issue um, a little different because now the reaction is okay shut them down you know they're filing for bankruptcy protection and then cut people off that are taking that pain medication well i mean you can't just drop millions of people from the one thing that could get them through the entire day you can't you can't just take that away and expect everything to be okay because these patients now are out seeking heroin other drugs stronger drugs to numb that pain and you're creating an even bigger problem so what should have been done and this is what i would have done if i was all-knowing and all-powerful and in control of the healthcare in the united states those patients though on the pain medications should have been put into a facility um, not like a rehab facility but like a rehab clinic where they could get care paid for by Purdue Pharmaceuticals, by those settlements, where they have a, a lifetime guarantee that when they go into the clinic, their settlement or their staff, like whatever it is, is going to be paid for, their care is going to be paid for um, by these lawsuits that are coming out against P Purdue Pharmaceutical. Because you can't just take away the pain, the pain medication, and not do something about the pain. Because a lot of these people um, now are going to have to start paying some substantial amounts of money for physical medicine. I have a lot of patients that were on these pain medications and now they're coming to me saying, doc, I don't care what you have to do. I don't care how long it takes. Get me out of this pain. 
And that's really humbling for me because now the responsibility is on me to do what that pain medication did. Um, and the problem is that was an addictive substance for me. What they're going to, they're going to become reliant on me to get them out of pain. So it's, it's, it's the responsibility behind who's, who's going to take their, their pain away. Who's going to take that physical pain away. And doctors just need to be, um, more in tune with, with what the patients are going through. Um, and, and, no government, you know, organization or, or, you know, declaring it a national emergency is really going to solve the problem of what are these people struggling with? How can we fix the actual root cause of the pain? Um, not just demonize the pill that they're taking. So I would have handled it that way. Um, offered a, some kind of way for them to get the care, um, to manage the pain and not just take the pain pills away, um, but Purdue Pharmaceuticals should have been should be put in the ground um, for the way that they lied. Um, but no, that's such a hot topic, and so many people are curious. That's my viewpoint um, from a chiropractic standpoint. Though a lot of chiropractors demonize everything about pain meds or anything like that, I have a very um, healthy relationship with the medical community. And I, I always think about integration and how we can best serve that patient. So, um, but moving on, uh, next one is from Casey and she writes, what do you think about the current attempt of large companies, Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, JP Morgan Chase to lower healthcare costs by bringing on-site clinics? Yeah, this has been a huge trend for many companies, not just these major corporations, but every company's trying to find out how to provide healthcare at an affordable rate for their employees. Um, I'm looking now at the, the next question, and the next question says, what could companies do to lower the cost of health insurance premiums and healthcare costs for employees? So these two questions kind of go together. So I'm just gonna answer them um, in one. What these large companies, what these companies are doing by bringing on-site clinics is a good idea. I think the execution of it could be better. And here's why. Most of the time, these on-site clinics provide primary care services, vision, dental. Um, they'll have nurse practitioners on there to just do like routine exams, all that stuff. That is going to lower those costs when you bring them in-house. However, the number one reason for visiting the doctor in the first place is the combination of joint pain and back pain. So we just finished the topic about pain medications, but the only thing that the medical doctor, the PA or the NP can do on those on-site clinics is give them pain medications, 800 milligrams of ibuprofen or, you know, even worse other things, or just refer them to an urgent care or something like that. And that happens all the time. The, these on-site clinics are limited in how they can treat musculoskeletal health, which is the biggest reason why people go to the doctor. So they need to have the addition of a physical therapist. They need to have the addition of a chiropractor or a physiotherapist that can actually treat musculoskeletal pain with their hands, with tools, with, with different instruments, because just giving people pain medication over and over and over and over and over again is literally doing nothing. 
So we've got to rework the framework of these on-site medical clinics for them to be successful. Because patients that have the on-site doctors or the on-site nurse practitioners, they're still having to go to the chiropractor. I have patients that they work for companies that have on-site clinics. Bank of America, um, here in Charlotte. They, they're still coming because those services are not provided effectively at these on-site clinics. And so we need to rework the, how those things work. Now, here's the problem with these on-site clinics as well. Usually, they're contracted out by the hospital system or the healthcare system that's in that area. So here in Charlotte, the majority of these large companies have Atrium Health or Novant Health um, clinics on-site. Um, I know I've called, I've, I've seen the nurse practitioners that work there. Novant and Atrium use those on-site clinics as funnels into their main facility. It's not about actually lowering costs altogether. And here's what, you've got to look at it from a bird's eye view. We, the hospital systems don't want to reduce the cost. They want to increase their cost, so they want to bring more people there. So having an on-site provider, and you have Atrium Health or Novant Health plastered all over the clinic, or you have the providers there, it then creates a brand awareness. A lot of these companies also only give their employees insurance that Novant's in network with, or that Atrium's in network with. So they can only go to those doctors, or only go to those clinics. So, so Atrium and Novant have been very strategic, but it hasn't lowered the cost of anybody's healthcare because people are still getting funneled into the hospital system. These on-site clinics aren't actually doing what they said they were going to do. Now, they do reduce costs on some of these exams based on convenience, okay? But it doesn't as a whole, healthcare costs have been rising you know, there was a stat that said healthcare costs have been rising at like 15 times the rate of wages in America. I don't know if that's 100% accurate. I don't claim to know everything. But if that's true, if healthcare costs are raising that much, yet rate wages have stayed down here, we're not actually fixing the problem with these on-site clinics. So though they're new in concept, they've been around for five, 10 years now. And the problem is they're not offering this, the solutions, the, the, the care that the people at these, these companies actually need. And that's musculoskeletal care. And so I would start an on-site chiropractic clinic. And I know I'm biased. I know that I, you know, this is my specialty. So obviously I'm going to say that, but it's a drug-free, surgery-free, conservative pain management solution to their pain. So we're going to be the most conservative option to start with. We're the gatekeeper for the people that are at these clinics. That makes sense because we can do our things without causing you know, further damage, whether that's by prescribing these pain medications or prescribing a surgery. There's no going back once the patient is, is, is addicted to those pain meds or has had that low back fusion surgery. You can, you can do other options after you see a chiropractor. Like it's not finality. Like we haven't irreversibly done damage to that person's health or spine by treating them. If it doesn't work, they can go to other options. So, but but the other options, obviously, those are kind of finalities. So, I would just add a musculoskeletal expert. It doesn't have to be a chiropractor, physical therapist. I don't care. Get somebody there that can do these things without um, 
without the pain medications or surgeries. That's what I would do to continue to lower costs. Now, there's a stat that came out and it said that $100 billion is spent on low back pain in America. No, not, not spent. $100 billion costs. So reduction in, in productivity at work, uh, lost wages, um, call in sick to work, or actual like payments to the doctors, uh, over $100 billion. Uh, that's a huge economic impact. And if we were able to get into these companies that have 10,000 employees, 5,000 employees, 1,500 employees, and treat the big reason why people pay for healthcare, or why they miss work, or why they call sick, or why they're not as productive, then we can really start saving some money. So that's what I would do um, to reduce um, the, the, the cost of healthcare and opioids at the same time. So that's pretty pretty interesting how that works in tandem. Now, Walmart just released a trial um, in Georgia, I believe, where they have a on-site healthcare f- clinic facility, I guess. And what they're trying to do is do transparent pricing. And I think that's gonna work really well because it's gonna be majority cash, um, very cheap, $50, $60, vision, dental, medical exams. Um, and I think that, that'll actually work pretty well because people are already there. Um, get their get their screenings. I think that will work, but it's 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 not the whole solution. Um, but I think that is actually going to be. Um, people will always say like people will never go to their doctor at Walmart. We'll see, we'll see. I think Walmart is well positioned, um, and they're trying to do all that they can to hold on to their market share with Amazon and them kind of going at each other um, in, in the competition. Uh, for for e-commerce and, and commerce in general, um, they're both trying to get into healthcare, and I think this is Walmart's attempt, and I think it's a decent attempt, honestly. Um, I'm curious to see how that's gonna play play out, but um, as a whole, we need to stop looking to the insurance companies, we need to stop looking to government, we not we need to stop looking to these huge companies to come up with solutions. We need to we need to innovate solutions ourselves as providers i'm doing that in my clinic other providers need to do it in their clinic to radically transform things at a grassroots level because up there there's too many competing interests the insurance companies need their profit the government needs their money um and the big companies want to save costs so they're not going to actually afford or give you the insurance that you really need because it's more expensive like there's too many competing interests in healthcare. what it should be is just the the relationship between the doctor and the patient um there should be an agreement between the doctor and the patient that I'm gonna deliver the highest quality care that I can, you're gonna pay this rate, and we're gonna get you to results. Let's not, let's not even worry about the insurance companies, not even worry about all those things, because they're, they have their interests. They're, they want more money, they want more money. So they're one, gonna charge you more, and they're gonna pay me less. And that's the one thing that I was super frustrated with when I was in network with these insurance companies and all this thing. The insurance premiums were going up, I had a, I had a colleague, she was paying like $700 a month for her insurance, but she had a fourteen or $13,000 deductible. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I don't know why she kept paying for it. I think it was just more of like the security, the internal like fears. Like if I don't have insurance for me and my kid, um, we're going to be up a creek without a paddle. And that blows my mind. Um, a stat, I think it just actually came out yesterday. I was reading this. Uh, the Kaiser Family Foundation did a poll or study or something like that. And they found that healthcare costs 
just for, not health care, health insurance costs went over $20,000 this year. So just to get that little blue card or that little green card in your wallet that says you can go to the doctor, it costs $20,000 a year for that card. And then on top of that, you got your deductibles and your copays and all that stuff. So what is is that worth it? Like the risk analysis that $20,000 just to have the insurance, just to get the deductible so you can pay more out of pocket, doesn't make any sense. Um, and that's why we innovated what we did at Prototype Health. And I hate, uh, I'm gonna continue to plug this because I believe firmly in what we're doing. Um, if I didn't believe in it, I probably wouldn't talk about it as much. But so many people are paying these high deductibles and, and copays and they're paying $700 a month just for the card and then they gotta pay more out of pocket. So when they get to us, they're frustrated. They're like, I thought I paid for insurance. Yeah, well insurance is just a, and it's just a guarantee that you have access to the care. It's not a guarantee that you have coverage anymore. It's just access um, to the providers that are in that network. Um, and what we're trying to do is show people that, hey, um, there's a better way. But that's all of that to say, um, let's answer your question, Casey. Um, all right, next question. What is the first thing, oh, this comes from Amanda, um, another one of my patients from Charlotte. What's the first thing we could do to reduce pain without pain meds and before coming to see you or any other doctor? Um, I like this question. I think this gets down to um, what people can do at home and, and before they even come see a chiropractor, who I believe should be the gatekeeper in pain, ma pain management um, healthcare. Um, what can you do at home to reduce the pain? This is what I tell all my patients after the first exam. So if they're, they're coming to me and they're in serious pain and they're like, doc, I need to do something. Uh, I'm in crazy pain. Fix me, help me do something. I'm like, okay. Um, tonight, obviously ice, you know, you can do all that ice heat, that kind of works. But from an internal perspective, how can we reduce uh, the molecules that are causing the pain in the first place? The cytokinins, uh, the C-reactive proteins, all of those things, how can we reduce those? Um, so this is the strategy I give to everybody. Increase your water intake, add about a gallon of water to what you're actually you know, consuming right now. Two, increase fish oil consumption, especially omega-3s. The reason for that, omega-3, omega-6 balance. A lot of us eat a lot of omega-6s. If that balance of, it should be like, I think three to one, omega-3s to omega-6s, three to one, it's really like one to six or one to eight or one to five uh, flip-flopped. So if we can reverse that by increasing your omega-3s, that helps reduce inflammation systematically in the entire body. So increasing your fish oils and then also increasing or taking turmeric curcumin. So some people are allergic to that, so I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just saying this is something that across the board, if you're not allergic to it, it's a really powerful anti-inflammatory in the body. So fish oils, turmeric, um, and that will help reduce inflammation. Then lastly, whatever the painful area is, if it's your back, if it's your neck, if it's your shoulder, knee, whatever it is, get it mo moving, get it mobile. Um, that increases blood flow, but it also increases mechanoreceptors in that joint or around that muscle, around that tissue um, to help block pain. This is kind of uh, on that concept of when you got hit with a baseball, like I remember um, I was the big kid in, uh, on the baseball team. And even though I was a big softy on the inside, but we won't go into that, I, we'd be up there in the box and I'd get hit like right on the arm. 
and like you want to be tough and you're like mm, like you you want to not rub it but they're like don't rub it you know don't rub it don't be a girl and you're just you're just i got to i get because it blocks the pain that's stimulating the mechanoreceptors where i got hit pain travels on a delta and c fibers um and so if the pain is is going on the c fibers c fibers is a very slow pain um basically what i mean by that is the the time and it's it's instantaneous but it's a lot slower than the other things um on c fibers to get to the brain for the brain to perceive the pain it's a very slow process to get up there okay it's, it's instantaneous but when you when you measure it out what the firing of the mechanoreceptors and the vibration all that stuff that goes up very quickly through the spinal cord into the brain and the brain perceives that over top of the pain so that's why tense therapy works that's why you know um, biofreeze that's why all those things they travel on the receptors that are faster than the c fibers to help block the pain to help numb the pain to help the brain perceive the pain differently that's all that that does so moving will help that so i always try to say go into a zero gravity environment whether that's um in a pool and just get that joint moving just if it's your if it's your hip or your knee just move it back and forth zero gravity or if you don't have a pool or you don't have access to a pool um elliptical machine or just go for a walk um if it's your shoulder just kind of move it work it around and just you know get it mobile because that's going to stimulate blood flow that's going to stimulate mechanoreceptors that's going to help you long term um, block that pain until you can come see me now here's the caveat if you do that 48 to 72 hours and the pain is still there you need to come into the office you need to go into the see it see your the proper medical professional to to treat that um 40 to 72 hours you'll know if this is just a temporary acute flare-up or if this is something that a doctor needs to look at so give yourself that time frame um and try to lower the uh the inflammation in the body so that's something you can do at home um for seeing a doctor or taking any pain medications but i i really like that question Last question, number five, um, and this is one that I wrote. What future innovation do I want to see in healthcare in the next five years? Um, I mentioned earlier, I'm all about trying to innovate and better healthcare. Um, I'm just a little old chiropractor in Charlotte, North Carolina, but um, concepts can become bigger than than who I am as a person. It's kind of like the. Uh, what is it in the dark night where it was like the symbol of being of batman was was bigger than him at, him as a person um people feared that symbol or people respected that symbol or people got inspiration from that symbol because it took on a form bigger than himself that's what i want my ideas to to do take on forms take on uh an identity that people can can latch on to and then it can be kind of like a battle anthem a cry for for people to um, you know, rally behind so that we can get effective change in healthcare. Um, that's what I want my idea. So the first thing that I want or that needs to be innovated in the next five years is how we pay for healthcare. Um, costs are getting out of hand. It's going to become unaffordable. I think by the year 2040, 50% of every dollar will be spent on healthcare. So that clearly is an issue. Um, need to address how people pay for healthcare. I believe our model effectively does that for pain management, chiropractic, physical therapy. Um, our model will be accepted across the board, bar none, 
Um, it's just a better way of doing healthcare. Um, patients love it. Um, but in healthcare in general, um, I think AI, um, and people throw that, that terminology around like they know what it actually, what kind of form it's going to take. I think AI is going to be more like a virtual assistant for the doctor. Um, I believe that when a doctor goes into a exam room, so when I, let's just use me for an example. If I go into an exam room and I get all of this information, I get these x-rays, I get these exams, I get these positive orthopedic tests, um, I get all those things. And I compile them, and my brain is trying to compute what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. Okay, we got a diagnosis. Um, okay, what's what's my my experience with this diagnosis? And that's usually how we form our treatment plans. Usually, what it should be is okay. I've got this diagnosis. I've got this age demographic. I've got these complicating factors. Let's find out what the research says about that condition. What's the best, most effective treatment? What's the prognosis? What is this? What is that? I believe there can be a system being made that I can then plug in, or it can listen to me talk, and I just say, patient 33, male, uh, scoliosis, uh, right to mid low back pain, radiating into his left to upper trap, um, has no complicating factors, blah, 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 blah. And then it computes what's going on builds a patient profile, finds the research articles that are out there on the web, puts it into a document, allows me to see that, and then we kind of interact back and forth with that system software, artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it. And we, we come to a, an agreement that, okay, this is the best you know, treatment methods, this is what the research is saying, this is the best options, and then we formulate a care plan together. In my realm, that's what I think is going to be the most important innovation in the next five years. Um, the thing is, it's, it's not a very hard thing to build. When you think about it, it's not, we're not that far off. Um, we already talk to computers. We already talk to them and it computes things back. I mean, Siri is case in point. Alexa, case in point. You talk to it, it computes what you're saying in voice and then puts it back into written form what its answer is, or it speaks right back to you. So we're not that far off. The technology, the groundwork, the framework is there. It's just going to be need to, it's just going to need to be applied that way. Um, and I'd love to be able to do it, but I'm not a coder. I'm not a computer. I'm not anything like that. And, um, but I think that's going to be uh, the way the AI is going to influence healthcare. I think surgeons are going to have, um, virtual assistants. I think that we're. I think every doctor, every medical professional is going to have that assistant. Um, maybe not in their in the brain, but like on like a pair of glasses or on our clipboards or iPads or whatever it is. We're going to have that assistant, uh, the AI assistant, there to to speak back and forth with, and it's going to be able to compute stuff at such a faster rate than than we ever could in our own brains even the most intelligent doctors even the most intelligent people can't compete with the computing power and 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 speed of an ai or a computer um and i think that's really where healthcare is going to go and you're going to start seeing a whole lot better outcomes because of it um i'm really excited about that one um 
But yeah, that's our five questions. That's the framework for what the Ask Dr. G show is going to be all about. Um, it's just going to be me talking. We are going to get some guests where I'm then going to type out the five questions and I'm going to ask them. I'm looking to be in that 30 to 45 minute time frame. So I hope this time uh, was beneficial. I hope that each and every one of you get got something out of it. Um, you know, because this is something that I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate about healthcare. And I, I know everyone out there is too because it's starting to affect your wallet. And I know that each and every one of us want to save our money. We wanna you know, make the best choices for our kids, for, for ourselves. And I hope that this, this, this show allows for us to all kind of communicate in a way that I can answer your questions, you can give me feedback, go into the comments, you know, give me feedback so that I can make this show better um, and, and, and make it to fit your needs um, so that when you're working out, when you're in the car, when you're doing all those things, um, we can kind of have this conversation. Um, basically, if you have comments, if you have questions that you want on the next episode, email me, Dr. Dr. Mike Getch, G-O-E-T-S-E-H, at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Um, this is gonna, I'm gonna try to upload this to SoundCloud, to iTunes, to Spotify, to all those things, and, and get this in as many places as possible. Um, we've got some video recording going on as well. I'm gonna splice that up. I'm gonna try to get this, um, to you guys in as many different ways as possible so that you can consume it, but that we can all be better for it. Um, I see a lot of podcasts and I see a lot of shows for like, you know, entrepreneurs and, and marketers and agencies and all these things. And that's kind of like where a lot of entrepreneurial people have gone is into those realms. But healthcare, they really don't hear a whole lot about what's going on in healthcare because healthcare is so regulated. So I want to kind of peel back the curtain on what's going on in my world so that you guys can see and understand why we do what we do. Um, October's coming up. It's a big month for us in our in our clinic. Um, we've got this uh, chiropractic awareness month. Um, we're giving out all free x-rays, all free exams, $500 off um, care plans. Um, it's going to be a huge month. Um, we want 100 patients to step foot into our office to take advantage of these deals. Um, and so I need some help getting the, uh, getting the word out about, you know, we're doing this because one, our entire goal, the, the overarching goal, lower the cost of healthcare and reduce the amount of opioids that people are taking for pain management. Make chiropractic a, an option for people. I, I can't fix everybody, but I know that I can be a benefit and I can be a help as much as I can. So this, uh, I don't even know what to call it. I hate coupons. I hate the word coupon. Um, this, this, this promotional, this promotion um, that we're doing is is only good through October 31st. So if you need them, if you'd like them, if you know somebody that needs it, um, get a hold of us. Our office is 704-246-7101. You can always uh, reach us there or at my email that I've mentioned earlier. But for now, that's the end of the Doctor Ask Dr. G's show. Um, we'll make it better next time. I promise I will be better. I will... Uh, I will answer your questions. I will do all that I can to make sure that we create a healthier Charlotte, North Carolina, a healthier United States of America so that everyone can live their life without limitations.